My name is Ronald Mark Still. I'm the firstborn child of Ronald Woody Still and Flora Ann Petro Still. And ever since we started the Beautiful Party podcast, I've been trying to figure out how to tell my dad's story. Or what will we say about him since he can't say it for himself anymore? And then the other day, digging through a file cabinet looking for something else, I ran across four pieces of paper. On that paper was the story I wrote in the last days of his life. I wanted to tell him how much he meant to me. I wanted to write it out and read it to him in the hospital. But in the room, I just couldn't do it. It was too emotional. But luckily, my Aunt Sainte was there, my mom's sister, and she was able to read it. And I, I think Dad understood it. He, was, um, he wasn't really able to speak at that point. It was close to the end, but he seemed to get that there was something emotional there, and, and we still had that connection. And after he passed at the service, I was determined to read that myself. Aunt Sainte was on standby, but I got through it just barely. And I thought, well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I can read that here, record that here. Maybe that's how he participates in this part of the beautiful party. So that's what I'm going to try and do. Luckily, I have the option to edit and stop if it gets to be too much. And nobody will ever be the wiser. So even though we had him for a shorter time than we wanted... And certainly in light of losing Uncle Billy recently. It makes you think about well, everything. And even though they aren't here as long as we want, none of us are. It's still a beautiful party. I love my dad. He's taught me many things. Sometimes he taught me directly and sometimes indirectly. I've included a few of the big things below. He taught me to help people. I learned that from watching him. He always wanted to help people when he thought they needed it. Sometimes people don't want help, but he always wanted to help and tried to help them anyway. So I learned to try and help people that want to be helped and just let the others know you're there and willing to help if they decide they want it. I also learned that some folks can't or shouldn't be helped. That never stopped Dad from trying. He taught me that the details are important. Lots of people know that, but most of them don't bother with the details until after something goes wrong. My dad believes in dealing with the details before you get started. Sort of like the old axiom, measure twice, cut once. Of course, he never only measured twice. It takes many measurements from many different directions and perspectives for Dad to begin to believe in the cut. Now, that doesn't mean everything has to be in place before a journey begins for Dad. He also taught me to fake it till I make it. If you don't know Dad, you might think he endorses deception. He does not. Dad also taught me that it's okay to say I don't know, but that it doesn't have to be the first thing out of your mouth. In other words, do your homework. Don't be afraid to start. Learn all you can at each step of the journey and ask for directions. Mixed in with learning about the details, 
I also learned that he could often make simple things very complicated. I suppose that's just part of making sure he didn't miss anything. My dad taught me how to relax in stressful situations. This lesson started young. He would bear hug me or pin me down and refuse to let me out until I remained completely still for a few seconds. Perhaps that was also a lesson in focusing. It is amazing how many times in life I've thought back to being pinned and relaxed my way into a solution. My dad taught me to work at something with utter intensity. From that lesson, I learned that not everything you do in life deserves that sort of intensity. Dad kept the intensity level very high for a long, long time. That's hard to do. It's even more difficult to get over doing it when you need a break. He didn't mean to teach me that. I learned it from watching him try. My dad taught me about commitment. I have never once, not for any amount of an instant, questioned my dad's commitment to me or to anyone he loves. Never. He taught me that you only get one shot at some things in life and to treat most things that way, just in case. Sometimes, once you lose hold of something, it can't be gathered back up. Hold on to what is important. I ride bikes, not huffies at the park, but road racing bikes like you see in the Tour de France. Cycling is mostly about pain and suffering and who can take the most of each. Along with passing on his extraordinary cardiac capacity, Dad taught me that the last little bit of anything is what separates the good from the great. It isn't the first 95 push-ups. It's the last five. I often tell people the only reason I ride 95 miles is so I can feel the last five. It's at the extremes that we really know ourselves. Dad taught me that. Anyone can serve well when you're up 5-0 and 40 love. It's quite another thing to hit out when you're the one facing match point. But that's when it really matters. That's when it's really satisfying. I often think about Dad towards the end of a race. After 30, 40, or 50 miles, when I know it will come down to a bunch sprint, my legs are screaming for me to stop, my heart is beating more than 200 times per minute, and I can almost feel the blood trying to squeeze its way out of my skin. And that's when it all slows down. He helps me take each pedal stroke, one at a time, a beat at a time. That's why I did the rest of the race, to see if I have the commitment and the intensity to push a little harder. Am I relaxed enough to enjoy it? I know life is like that because my dad taught me. My dad taught me that everything is relative. He says, without the bad parts, you wouldn't appreciate the good parts. Sometimes that's hard to remember, but he always did. And he always looked forward to better times when things were tough. Dad taught me that everything is negotiable. I found that to be true. If you don't believe that, you just haven't broken things down to small enough components yet. It's similar to gray areas and decisions. Dad talks about those areas, but he knows all decisions are black and white if you break them down to small enough pieces. On a lighter note, 
Dad once told me to learn to drink unsweetened tea and black coffee, and I would never be disappointed in beverages. I did that, and I must say that it has really taken a lot of anxiety away. I'm just as happy with black coffee as I am with a latte. Somehow that lesson just transferred well to so many other parts of life. Simple works, too. I wish he had applied that lesson more for himself. Try not to overcomplicate things. And realize crappy coffee, obscured by sugar and cream, is still crappy coffee. He taught me to put peanuts in my Coca-Cola and cornbread in my buttermilk. A long, long time ago, he taught me to put peanut butter on Nilla wafers, too. He taught me how to take out the center sausage and a can of Vienna sausages, put in ketchup and mustard, and then put the sausage back. Then each sausage you pull out to eat has been pre-seasoned with ketchup and mustard. I have to admit, I never really liked Vienna sausages, but I never forgot the unique approach he had to eating them. Dad taught me that new experiences are worth searching for. He could never get too close to something worth seeing without seeing it. Once when we traveled to a meeting in Arizona, that was close enough to Las Vegas that we should go to the airport, get on standby, and fly in for the evening. Why get that close and not go? I think it's obvious. My dad taught me a lot, and I could go on for days. I think he and my mom show people how to love by example. In the same way they taught me how to be a parent, and I thank them for making me the way I am. So here's the most important thing my dad taught me. It's what I'm most thankful for because without it, I don't believe I could be the spouse, the parent, and the person I hope I'm becoming each day. My dad taught me how to be a friend by being mine. And that is how I'll remember and miss him. And how it is that those he met will never forget him. Ron's son, October 2004. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Well, frankly, that went a little better than I thought it would. Minimal editing, and I think that's as good as it's going to get. I think it served the purpose. I miss my dad. He he taught me a lot. We all have people we miss. For what it's worth, after a while, it takes a few years, at least it did for me, it gets a little better. I remember more of the good times, and it makes me smile. We don't want to forget anything it's all part of the beautiful party the beautiful party podcast is produced by mark still our original podcast cover art was created by liam still Our original music was composed and performed by Matthew Still. The Beautiful Party is a podcast about the family of Donald and Catherine Still, as told by their descendants and extended family. If you have memories to share or stories to tell, reach out to Mark at thepracticalstill.com. We'd love to record and share those memories, too. What a beautiful party.